Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalong. FM 104. It's Room 104. It's Cormac and Sir here. Get in touch. Always 7 6 7 Nine seven one zero four. Now I don't know um, if you would ever think about what you would do if you found yourself behind bars for a prolonged period of time. Like if you're behind bars for ten or fifteen years, how do you think you would manage that, and what would you do to pass the time? Because our next guest came from, I suppose, a life of crime, has completely changed what he does for a living now, and decided to teach himself the ins and outs of the law and a new language while he was behind bars, and wound up doing everything from successfully suing prison guards and representing himself while he was there. But the chat was a little bit more about how he came into the world of crime, how he left the world of crime and what he's doing now. We're delighted to welcome on the show, you might have seen him in, in a, a Vice documentary recently called Walking Heavy, Jason Coughlin, sir. How are you? Jason Coughlin, your service, sir. Before we get into the heavy heavy lifting here, I just wanted to know, what's the Guinness like in the Costa del Sol? Well, it's it's an interesting question because I'm a big Guinness fan. I never miss a visit. When I get to Dublin, I never miss it to a visit to the storehouse. Now, take us back pre-Guinness to a life before you got into crime. A life before I got into crime. I had an interesting life because uh, I was born in Castle Bar. So I'm actually an Irishman. And, but we moved when I was two because my dad, he got a job at ICI in Manchester. So I grew up in Manchester. And we grew up in a, in a nice place at first where he had his job. And then he died. And we had problems with the insurance company and et cetera. My mum my ended up having to move into the roughest council estate in Stockport, we're actually from, which is, is great, greater Manchester. It was, uh, it was tough. But you don't realise it's tough when you're a kid. You just realise that's where you live and that's that. And I started boxing when I was 12. I had 78 amateur fights. I won 74, which was a good record. And it was a record that carried me through until I was uh, at 17 and a half, which you had to be. That was the joining age at that time for the Royal Marine Commandos. I dropped the boxing, but I never dropped it outside the ring. And I got myself in a lot of trouble with the civilian police in Exeter, which is where Commando Training Centre for Royal Marines, CTCRM, is based in a place called Limpstone, just outside Exeter. And it's where you go every Saturday and Sunday for, for a bit of a knees up, let your hair down. And 
I used to keep, I used to, I don't know why, I targeted Dorman. I was always fighting with Dorman at places, didn't want to let us in because we had crew cuts and we was obviously training Marines. And uh, I knew the skill set that I had, and I'd, I'd knock him out. And I got I got in trouble for that in Exeter. Um, but it was right before I was moving to a place called Abroth in Scotland, which of course, essentially, is a different country. And naively, especially given what I know now, I believed I was moving to a different country and I was leaving all my problems behind in England. <laughs> so I thought, I'm not going to tell him. I'm going to be in trouble for it. I could even lose the posting. 4-5 commando in Royal Marines in, in, in Arbroath, uh, which is Comacho Company. And I never told them. And then when we was on a run ashore, it's always called a run ashore when you're in the Marines because the Marines, of course, is part of the Navy rather than the Army. And when I was on a run ashore, I got up to my old tricks and I got arrested again. And when I was taken to the Sheriff's Court, the Sheriff had contacted the base and he said, He'd got a guy there, a real nice guy, a woman officer. And the woman officer was a, a lovely, lovely man. I, and he, he had my utmost respect because he hasn't just joined as an officer. He was he was commissioned from the ranks to become a woman officer. Um, he was in the Falklands. He was he was battle tested, and he was good. He was fair with his men. And I seen him stood there in what's called his lovers uniform, which is your second you've got ones, twos and threes your combats, your lovers and your number ones I seen him stood there in court and I, I shit myself, <laughs> I thought I'm on a second here now, why is this fella here what's going on, and how does he even know, the next thing he, he, the sheriff didn't want to embarrass Captain Bellis and he didn't want to embarrass Captain Bellis. He brought him into his chambers and explained that I was already a wanted man for the same offences in Exeter. So there was no chance they could release me under my own reconnaissance. And if he was prepared to accept that I'd be released under his reconnaissance, then I could I could be released. Otherwise, I was going I was going to Baolini to the prison there. I was taken back down to CTCRM and. I was given terminal leave, and that means getting kicked out, and I got kicked out. So that's, after that, I went back to uh, the main streets, and I started getting involved with uh, guys that had also had a couple of years, a few years out of school, and they'd gone in a way, a direction that I followed, which was uh, stealing cars. And it turned out that I was an excellent car thief. I'd done a little bit before before I got in the Marines, in fairness, but I, I, was, I, I got really good at that. And that's that's what I was doing. And I started stealing cars with this 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 firm. One thing's led to another. I'm meeting these guys. Some, uh, just just one of us, a bunch of different fellas. We used to sell cars to on a regular basis. And what what they said is. Uh, I said, look, you're not making all this money. You're turning up in all these different cars when you're meeting me. And these are your own cars. I can tell, by the way, I can tell, by the way, they're always the same. And you're all wearing, got, you're, you're all wearing Rolex watches. What's going on here? And I said, because you're not making all this money from the cars. I am selling you. So they said, we're bank robbers. <laughs> I said, I want to be a bank robber. And that's, that's what led into that particular genre of crime. I spent the 1990s, the whole of the 1990s, because I was kicked out of the Marines in 1990. And I was in and out of prison all through the 90s through either violence 
uh, again, doormen or, or whoever got in the way, and steal, or stealing cars. So then in 1999, I was arrested for a bank robbery, and I got 12 years. Quickly, Jason, before, because I know that's when I think you started looking towards teaching yourself the law behind bars, but looking back on your younger years and your teenage years, it sounds like you were a, a bit of a, a bit angry, I suppose. Did you ever kind of understand maybe why you were like that and why you got in so much fights and were attracted to the violence of everything? I think I was a, a more of a show-off. I, I don't know. It was, uh, you, you don't have that. You don't have that. I was in the gym every day. I never used to... I never used to spend that much time at school. I'd rather go to the gym and uh, clean up and so I didn't have to pay the subs at the gym, which was only yeah. 20 pence. But 20 pence in them days was it was a, a good, a, a great deal of money for me because I didn't have it. And so I was on school dinners and I had to cycle back there and back to school. So I never got any bus fare that I could nick. That was how I was spending my time. And it was a great foundation for, for boxing because I was miles in front of everyone in my own category, in my own weight class. And coming back to the, 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 getting, 12, the getting the 12 years. Yeah. For the first two years, I carried on acting like I did on the street, which, uh, if not worse, I was in the dock and there were four screws in the dock with me, uh, prison officers, and I, I knocked two of them clean out and give the other one a couple of smacks. Merciful Jesus, the other one was a woman and she, she, ran, she ran back down to the cell area screaming and pressing the alarm bell. Then I had to get out the enclosed dock. I was head-butting it, bouncing off it, left-right combination it, head-butting it, and I got through the glass, and there was a massive exodus towards, with all the people in the court, the clerk, the stenographer, the, the, the lawyers, the people sat in the public gallery. Everyone was trying to get out of that emergency exit door at once. But I, that wasn't my nev never my plan, as vague as it was. My plan was, if there's ev every building in England and Wales and Ireland and is, has got an exit sign above the, above the door if it's a public building. So I planned, if the, if the judge's retirement room had an exit, exit sign above the door, I was heading for there. So that's what I did, which was on the opposite side of the courtroom. So when I got through the glass, and you can imagine it was a real commotion in the dock. When I got through the glass, he thought I was coming, to, I was running towards him, and he just never, he just froze. He sat in his seat and he made an embarrassing sound of, a whimper, I'll, I'll describe it as, as I ran at him and ran past him. And, and I just kept following exit signs. And I was on the second floor of the building, followed down some, some uh, emergency exit steps. They electronically lock all the doors if the alarm goes off. And there's a sound screaming. Security to court one, security to court one. I was already out of court one. I seen a couple of them chasing me. They didn't seem to be making that much of an effort, to be fair. And I ran down the stairs. The, the doors were locked, the emergency doors. I pressed the handle, the doors were locked. So I no way I'm stopping at that stage. And I booted the door that hard in the middle. The, both doors came flying off the hinges. And I mean off the hinges. They came flying out onto the street. And uh, I was gone. I, was, I had a simple plan. And uh, I executed it uh, military style. And, and then I went to a friend, of mine's, a friend of mine's club, which was ironically on the same road as the courts, albeit eight miles further down the road. It was eight miles down the road. 
um, yeah. called the Fantasy Bar. I got there, and he was—he would always be there early, getting the place prepped up, ready for opening time. And I banged on the door, and he opened the door, and he said, I thought you was in prison for years, looking at years. I said, just shut the door. And he, we went and just locked off the VIP room for a couple of days. No one was allowed in there, uh, except some, maybe a couple of the girls I spent some quality time with. And that was it from there. But then, unfortunately, in 1999, another war broke out, or the first the first real war broke out with Salford, um, which I've always had a lot to do with. And, I've, and I got involved because I, you, you don't, you don't leave your mates in them situations, and uh, and of course my military training. It was because we were using it was well allegedly. The, the, I never got caught with any hand grenades on or, or uh, automatic weapons, but certainly I was uh, I was I was around all that. And the thing is, it what well, it was. I could have got out of the country at that stage because when you think about it, all the drugs that have caused these wars are being brought in in containers, trucks. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Trucks carrying large containers from abroad. It's a, well, it's a, it's a lot harder now. But in 99, you know, it was still a risk bringing these things in. Mm. And going out, nobody's interested. No, no, no customs or officials are interested. Yeah. So going out, I could have got out easily enough into Europe. But I didn't want to. I wanted to stick around and, and make sure that I was loyal to my friends. And unfortunately, that was my downfall. Uh, fortunate, fortunately and unfortunately. It was unfortunate at the time because uh, I was arrested 
with a, a Glock 9mm and that that was subsequently I was subsequently I, I claimed I claimed it was a fit up from the start it was a plant and there was a lot of luck with those police officers who were subsequent who, who during my remand time they was all arrested charged with various things to do to do with misfeasance in public office and so they were dishonest with that charge we got that charge dropped the clock but I still faced five armed robbery trials and one of them was resisting arrest with firearms, which is serious. I was looking at over 20 years, started learning my own case. So I knew the cases inside out. We found holes in the cases. We beat every one of the cases except one, one poxy, one poxy robbery. No shots fired, nobody injured. I mean, of course, guns, guns were pointed around. Well, nobody's injured. I'm not making excuses. I think it's a, it's, it's a terrible thing to do in retrospect. But you're young and you've got fire in your belly and that's what I did. And I had a notorious name. Uh, you get a brown envelope, they call it, what goes in, which is a private report, what goes to the judge, saying this fella needs to take him off the streets. Normal people would probably get six, eight years for a, 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 a robbery where no shots fired in it out, cash, grab the cash, get out. And uh, that's that's all happened. And for the first two years, I behaved terribly. I was fighting all the time. I was I was attacking screws, spending a lot of time in segregation unit. And yeah. uh, it was during that time. I, I, I used to, you, when you're in the seg, seg, the block, whatever you want to call it, you, you have to talk to people through the window. Now, through the window, it, it, it's, you're not leaning your heads out the window. For obvious reasons, you've got bars on all the windows, but there's a, there's vents, so you're talking to your next door neighbours. And I got talking to a lad who's become he's become famous. He did his own little bit of TV stuff. Don't know what John's doing now, but John started saying to me, "Listen, you're clearly very intelligent man. You've got to start taking these people on in a different way instead of knocking them out. What you do is you you sue them." And that's when I got interested in in civil litigation, and I started studying in prison law I learned the prison rules back to front so that I could use them against the prison and every time there was a breach or I alleged a breach that I knew that, that I, 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 I felt that I could prove then I sued the prison service personally I sued them five times out of five won five times out of five sorry and did, were you representing what? yourself with these cases you took against every time Every time. I had no lawyer. And I was representing myself against lawyers from the Home Office. And on one occasion, I won a misfeasance in public office against three officers who beat me up terribly in the, in the, uh, in the cells, chained me up and then beat me up. And I, I could go days without food. Uh, uh, Light sleep deprivation. It's one of the things you learn in the military. And it didn't bother me. And I thought... <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to grab this pot of horrible cold skew and I'm going to throw it all over the screws behind the behind the survey and then I'm going to start fighting with the other screws and see how far I get and it was just listen you're sat there you've got to remember you're sat there 24 hours a day in maximum security in empty cell they take your bed out in the morning so you you had to sit on a concrete freezing floor and then I started could studying appeal law and I was doing my appeal several other appeals. I got one guy, uh, Junior Leopold Willis, and you can Google him. He, he, he was in 
he'd done 12 years. Now, I used to read the Times newspaper every day because I wanted to, I want, because they've got the Times law reports and I wanted to be up to speed with what the developments in the law were at that stage because I was, of course, by then studying law. Yeah. And um, the Archibalds is a great, is a great, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's online now. It's all different now. But in them days, you used to get these big Archibald editions out and they'd come out a couple of times a year and solicitors used to base them on, on all, all their uh, casework on these books. And my solicitors used to send me the ones that were just outdated and the, the, new, the new ones they got, there, obviously they were using. I was, reading, I was reading a story in the Times and I spotted it was Rig Approach now I remembered reading Junior's Junior's appeal and, and it being big approach. So I, I, I sent I sent an application in to the CCRC, the Criminal Cases Review Commission. Junior was released after twelve years being wrongfully convicted, as it was as it was decided. Yeah, in those obviously twelve years, you've been representing yourself. Um, defending yourself, winning your appeals and, uh, and doing all that. And then you, you obviously were, were finally released after th- that period of time. And you, you've now continued this on. So you're doing this for others. Well, exactly. I, I, I decided I was going to do this when I was in prison. But I then went to Thailand and I was in Thailand for a couple of years. I had a great time in Thailand. Uh, I went to Thailand. I went to Laos, Cambodia, Vietnam, Malaysia, and of course, the Philippines. It was then I got a good job, a quarter million dollars, off his business partner. They were American guys. And that business partner was hiding out in Brazil, in Sao Paulo. So I took a flight from, I took a flight and got myself into Sao Paulo, got all of this without going into detail, managed to, managed to get this money back from this guy, plus a few quid extra. And, and then I was going to go to Rio de Janeiro, that was the plan, get the job done, have loads of money on me and get to Rio. But by the time I'd finished the work, I thought, I, I want to get out of here, I want to get out. I want to get out of Brazil as fast as possible. So I got out, and that's when I decided I'm going to start Jacob Law. Use the money, get started up. And uh, I use the money up a lot, <laughs> partying and doing different stupid things, buying, buying beautiful brand new cars and motorbikes. And then, then, it was, then I got was getting myself skint. I turned to, turned to uh, uh, my late great friend, Paul Massey, and he, he was murdered in 20, 2014. And it was my brother who helped me, Aaron. Aaron helped me uh, get this company started. And, you know, it was, it was uh, it's something I've never looked back. And then I had some help because I'd been writing to a lawyer He's one of my best friends today. I, in fact, am the godfather to his child. He's a great friend of mine. He, he said to me, look, we, we can do this. We can help you get this thing established and you can use our office space. He's got really big offices in Marbella Central. And that was useful. We started the business. Like the idea, it was, it was it was brand new. No one else was doing it, mm. especially no one else who'd been a gangster. If you've just tuned in, by the way, you can check out more of Jason's story up on that Vice documentary, which I know there's a new one coming, but this one's called, uh, that we saw, it's called Walking Heavy, which goes into 
um, the details and a little bit more meat around your story. Unfortunately, we've kind of run out of time. We have to move on. And I appreciate you've given us too much of your time. And we thanks a million for that. And just um, anywhere I know online that you recommend uh, people either check out the business, the work that you're doing, or some of the other uh, projects you've been involved in. If you put Jason Coughlin uh, online, pages and pages of international press and of course the vice film lovely thanks a million for speaking with us god bless thanks mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80 percent less than clay litter Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.